Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, Sacred Icon Halo listeners. I am here today with yet another guest, I have Anthony Nicolosi, and if you are not sure who that is, you may have been tuning into the recent Sacred Icon Halo hashtag Halo means to me, and Anthony came on with his wife, Brittany, to give us a really special video kind of talking about their passion for Halo and how it, uh, how their whole family kind of gathers around it, and I believe you guys coined the term Master Chiefmas, right? Master Chiefsmas, yeah, that's Master a thing. Chiefsmas. Dude, people were all about that. People were like, yeah, I could I could be down for that. Honestly, when Halo Infinite comes out, I'm going to be a lot more excited than Christmas Day. I uh, no doubt. Uh yeah, Master Chiefsmas. This usually so for the last couple Halo releases, like Halo 5 and Halo Wars 2, I took off a day from work. Uh I am for sure taking off a week for Infinite. Garrett, I'm taking off a week. We are going to have a huge party. <laughs> oh, be- man. I, that's that's amazing. I want to do the same. I would like to take at least a week. Hopefully a day would be okay, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it's fun. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I've been at work with so many guys over the years that I take a day off for a game, and they're like, dude, how old are you? Grow up, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm a software engineer by trade, so I work with lots of – there's a lot of people who play games um, – they, it, there's actually right now Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out yesterday. Mm, yeah. And people were like, how come you didn't take off work? I'm like, I know, you know, that's I cool. should have. So, you know, I, it's kind of opposite for me. People are like, you should take time off. <laughs> oh, that's super awesome. Yeah, I'm usually working at, you know, some typical warehouse job and, and people are more concerned about the the sports game. No, than, sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm not really a sports ball guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. We still get some of that too, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So... Today, I thought, uh, you know, if you kind of guys have been listening to like prior guest episodes, we kind of talked about uh, Halo 3 with Grunt. We had Grunt on uh, the last episode and talked about Halo 4 with the Shipleys. So I thought maybe I'd talk to Anthony about Halo Combat Evolved and just kind of what he, how he feels about that game. I think you said it's probably your second favorite Halo, right? Yeah, Halo rankings are interesting for me. Um, like overall, so if I if I rate them overall as a total package, my favorite Halo is Halo Two, but CE's right behind it. It's, uh, Close. it it's honestly sometimes I feel like depending on the day, CE could be first. Uh, then it goes three, four, five, then probably ODST, and then Reach. And then there's a whole breakdown yeah. on why I rank them that way. And it's also like different. Like if I'm ranking multiplayers, that ranking is oh, a little sure, different. Dude. Campaigns, but anyway. 
I'm the kind of guy, I'm just, I'm so into the campaigns. It's like campaign just matters more than everything to me. Obviously, I love the multiplayer and everything else, but uh, Halo 2 is also my favorite, closely followed by Combat Evolved. So we're on the exact same page there with our top two. Nice. Which is cool. Um, can well, you, hey, by the Brian, way, sorry, I, I, you froze. I don't know if yeah. that matters. It, no, it's okay. It happens every now and then. Just for you guys listening, we have a, a video up so we can kind of see each other when we talk. Every now and then it does like a little glitch. Plus, it's also raining super hard here. Can you hear the rain? Hopefully not. I cannot. I cannot. Okay. Hopefully that means no one listening to this episode can either. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so first of all, Anthony, do you want to tell us like how you, well, how you got into Halo? And I don't know if that's, was Halo 1 the first Halo you played? Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. Um, my Halo origin story goes more or less that in elementary school, so right, 2001, um, there was this kid named Patrick. He had just moved to Colorado. I, I, I live in Colorado. He had just moved to there from Texas. And uh, he was, I, I think, like the only one uh, among my immediate friend group who had just got the new Xbox at the time. Um, and actually, I'm playing this now the next year. So 2002. I'm playing this summer 2002. Okay. Um, we, I, I still remember it so vividly, right? Like he had, they had just recently moved in. So their basement was a nice finished ba- basement. They had like clean carpet. Uh, they had one of those big CRT, you know, the yeah. big TVs. Um, and the Xbox was just kind of hooked up, laying there in the middle of the room. And I, up to that point, had played a lot of PlayStation, Nintendo 64 at the time. And uh, this thing was like on so i'll talk about this in a moment but the xbox sort of was like this alien piece of technology there uh is kind of what it looked like and yeah that huge controller was so weird yeah, it was like it seemed like it was intentionally like weird like they were yeah. going for an alien look or something yeah uh anyway it was just laying there in the middle of the floor he only had one controller and i remember at, back in that day we used to ride our bikes down to like walgreens we'd pick up the coupons in the middle and we'd go like buy snacks and stuff so me and my friends were about to go do that and uh i went downstairs turned on um this xbox because he was telling us he got it whatever and the first level so they write the pillar of autumn starts and i had just got the magnum and i am strolling through the halls and i remember like all right let's go and i was like you guys go i'm gonna stay here right like i didn't even i didn't even care about shooters like i played goldeneye on the 64 but most of the games i had been playing i didn't really like shooters i played whatever rpgs at that time it was probably like final fantasy 7 uh zelda ocarina of time you know super smash here and there um shooters weren't of interest to me, but there was something about this game that even that initial moment rolling through the halls of the pillar of autumn, that was just like, I, I was thinking of a way to describe it. I think juicy is a way. Of <laughs> yeah. it, right? like, the controls were like so satisfying and the, the movement and the, like I said, he had a nice TV for the time too. So like, I had that experience and then it's all like clean and I turned the lights off. So I was just like, we were just sitting there like downstairs, whatever, really absorbing it up. But, um, yeah, the, 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 I, I've been interested in aliens. Like it's just a kind of, I don't know, interesting thing. It was interesting thing to me. So it kind of hit all the right check marks and actually the music hadn't start, but like when that second level starts where, you know, where you drop out of the pod Mm -hmm. and, uh, the banshee starts flying over and you have uh, a little bit of the music there i uh, will and the cutscene uh, preceding that um that's i was like oh sheesh you know this is this is something else 
Yeah. I don't know what this is, but I got to get more of it. It actually, so I played it that day. Um, I did not get an Xbox and Halo for myself until the subsequent Christmas. Um, and then uh, the rest is basically history. I, I did not, since then, Halo has been the primary gaming franchise of, of mine. Uh, it's my favorite gaming franchise. Um, it was, uh, even when like Halo 2 and stuff came out, my, my dad was very like hesitant about letting us participate in Xbox Live because uh, it was just a new thing. It was unknown. Yeah whatever so honestly just spending hours upon hours upon hours upon replays 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 of the campaigns right yeah just playing those campaigns over and over again ce and obviously the other ones but um anyway that's a, that's a little bit of an intro yeah no for sure dude that's that's an awesome story and actually i think my story's similar i mean quite different but similar because i actually the first halo i played was two um i saw i saw halo one first but and I won't tell the whole story again because I've told it several times on different episodes of the show, but I was at a buddy's house for Christmas, and he had asked for an Xbox with Halo 2 just so he could complete his collection. He didn't want to play it. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking yeah. about this. So uh, I just, when I was over his house, I was like, hey, since you're not playing it, can I take this out to the living room? Because we were in his bedroom. He had his own TV. I was like, can I take this out to the living room and try it out? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. And he didn't care about the Xbox or Halo. Uh, he's a Sony guy. And I went out there, and I started up, and I played... Uh, Cairo Station, and I, was, I saw the cutscenes, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but it's really cool. And I was playing it. I'm like, this is really fun. It's really crazy. And I was like, this. I'm really feeling this. It's pretty cool. Then I got to Outskirts, and it kind of opened up. Not as much as the level Halo in the first game did. That was more open, but it still opened up, and it was like, okay, this is really cool. Holy crap, I'm having fun. And then I got to drive a vehicle for the first time, and I was completely sold. I was just like, this is the best video game I've ever played. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, I kept playing. I played and played and played until I got to play as the Arbiter. And the funny thing is, I've, I've told this before too. As soon as I got started to play as the Arbiter, I'm just like, wait, what? What? What is it? Uh, okay, I'm going to reboot. I'm going to go back and start back at Cairo Station again. I'm, like, I'm not even going to play any further. Um, and then when I when I left my buddy's house, it was just like literally, I know this sounds like such a cliche thing to say, but I was like, gaming has changed for me. I went home and told my brother, I said, Halo 2 is the best video game ever made. It's the best game I've ever played. And everything we've played, even Ocarina of Time, East Star Fox, all these great games we've been playing, they suck compared to Halo, which was uh, which is hyperbole because I think those games are amazing. Um, but yeah, I told my brother that. And then it was, for me, it was about eight to nine months before I got an Xbox with Halo 2. And then it was a month after that, that I got Halo 1, a used copy of Halo 1 for my birthday. And uh, when I played Halo 1, you know, I know I played it afterwards, but it blew me away as well. The only, the only funny thing about me playing Halo 1 secondly was I thought the graphics quote-unquote sucked at the time, <laughs> okay. as a kid, you know. But of course now I, I love the art style. I think it's beautiful. I would prefer to play that over the anniversary uh, right. edition. Right, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. I don't necessarily have that much of a disdain towards the anniversary, but me I neither. do prefer the, the original. Yeah. Uh, so, Anthony, what would you say is your favorite mission of Halo 1? Halo Combat Evolved. So, I, th I I think I am remembering the name correctly. I think it's Two Betrayals, which okay. is actually interesting. That's This is the one where you're blowing up all the cores, right? Two Betrayals, if yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, the way back for, on that level. Yep, you're correct. Yes. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> in a sense, because uh, there are definitely like more, if you will, use hidden experience term iconic right moments in that game and um but there's 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 in particular one part where you just blew up one of the generators or cords right and you're coming out of the room you're coming out of the control room and you're about to cross over a bridge and it's snowing outside yeah and um 
I, I I can't remember the name of the Halo CE incarnation, but in the soundtrack, it's something along the lines of "Behold a Pale Horse" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it's like ding 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 ding, that that's really good, right? Uh, yeah, really. We're gonna get copyrighted. Uh, <laughs> um, that I I swear. Now when I see snow in real life, ever since that moment, that that piece comes on you know mm. internally for me uh there's something so badass about that moment there's like the banshees that are flying over there's uh if i remember i think that's the part also where there's like two two bridges right and there's yep. like enemies on the that's other side sure. it's just a badass sequence yeah. and uh I, that that part in particular is really memorable it's it's uh there are similar similar geez, um moments in the other games halo 2 has another part that kind of made me feel a similar way but it's like you uh, a big part of Halo for me, um, and I think CE, like, you know, obviously nailed this was, um, and I think they're kind of getting to this in Infinite too, but you're sort of this, like, vessel of hope, right? You 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 taking over Master Chief, you're like, it's not just that Master Chief brings hope, it's somehow you, right? Yeah. And those kinds of moments really, like, especially with the integration of the soundtrack for me personally, really nails it. Uh you know, I, it feels like you are saving the universe, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was really powerful. At the time, I was, what, tw- 11? So, yeah, especially on... Right now, I'm 29. So, okay, so you're a couple years... I'm 27. You're a couple years older than me. There you go. I was so nine I, when Halo 1 came out, yeah. Okay. And you probably... So, if you played it after 2, you were probably a little older, right, when you yeah. played CD first? Yeah, I was 13 when I played Halo 1. So we were close. I mean, it's just, that's a different time in life, too. Uh, you're kind of sort of starting to shape your own, like, yeah. autonomous identity, right? Yeah. Like, you're kind of, <laughs> and uh, that was a very empowering kind of sequence. I don't know. Yeah, I, so I like that what part you, really stands out. I like what you said about, like, you know, you're, you're playing as chief, chief and you're this vessel of hope. Because I think if you think about so many games that we love, the hero usually has to prove himself or rise to the occasion First, he submits to someone above him. But with Halo, Master Chief, it's like thought. You know, it, I can't. How I can't remember how he words. It's like a, t- Captain Keys is like, um, you know, alert all stations or whatever. And then I think Cortana's like all stations. Like basically, she's like, are, are we waking up the badass? You know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then Chief gets up, and then everyone's just like, holy, it's it's Chief. Chief saving the Marines. Sergeant Johnson in, in the first in, in the mission Halo. You know, when you encounter Sergeant Johnson, he runs up to you and he tells you what's going on because you're like above him. You know, and uh, like even like, you know, you get to like the other games, Halo 3, I can remember the scene um, at Crow's Nest where he gets out of the Pelican and the Marines like, is it Spartan? No way. Is there a Spartan here? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like they think they're saved. Like there's nothing left to worry about anymore. And it's just like you didn't have to earn it as a player. You were just empowered with it. Yep. It was just no, so I, cool. I think it's a big reason why I... I can't tell you the amount of times I replayed the first three Halos campaigns, right? With especially in light of this, like we didn't have Xbox Live, so it was just going back and replaying these missions. I got to think, you know, in hindsight, especially now as we're talking about it, a big part of that is just feeling that way, feeling like this bass, feeling like this carrier of hope just doesn't get old, you know, like you can do it a million times over. It, it, it. it it, when you when the game like successfully conveys to you that you're saving the universe, that just doesn't get old. It, you can save the universe a million times. And it feels cool every time. You know. Yeah, uh, um, you're 100 right, man. And CE does a lot on the design front that I think like really brings that home. You, it's it's funny. You you just touched on it. Like 
see I, I thought the the original trilogy really did this well like they you didn't you weren't told per se like it, it by some narrative piece in the opening how badass you were how how much we all needed you yeah the world told you it right like the the that that opening line from keys like really putting some weight behind like who is this guy we're waking up and you know it's you whatever uh the fact that the marines are responding to you like how they react when you're there uh the fact that the grunts run away from you yeah like the world is telling you that you're a badass nobody there's not necessarily like an exposition that says like all the things you've accomplished or whatever and uh, uh, uh for me personally also the soundtrack was a big deal the audio design because yep. it like Instead of sort of, if you know, if you have a movie and there's this action sequence and, okay, so it's really bombastic, so we're going to use whatever, this kind of orchestral set to to sort of, to convey that, I guess, to convey the setting, if you will, yeah. for, for at least that's the way I, I guess I kind of interpret no, it. I agree. The Halo soundtracks, especially the first one, it was sort of like a internal soundtrack. It was sort of helping you understand how to feel th as you were yeah, going yeah. through this. Like, you don't... There's this part where there's there's several parts, but you're fighting Covenant or whatever, and you get like the bongos and blah blah blah. Like if you're if you're if you're putting that out on paper, you're gonna go fight and whoop a bunch of aliens, and there's gonna be all these explosions, or whatever. I don't know if you use like bongos and like a kind of it's like almost like Irish jig kind of yeah. uh, you know uh, string set like. It, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's what you write down on paper for that kind of a sequence. Mm -hmm. But instead, this is like sort of turned internally towards you to like help you feel. I don't know. Like this is just easy for you, right? Like, yeah, you're such a badass that this isn't even a problem. Like, do do. I'm thinking Halo Two. I, I just use no, Halo Two example with peril, but it's the same thing. So, um, no, I, I think you're completely right. I mean, that's that's like the Halo games. Still, they had a lot good that besides the music, but the music elevated to something else and the music always was telling you how to feel in all those moments like you're right like the the sense of mystery when you just load up the menu you know it already added to like you talk about how the the xbox itself felt very alien and then you play halo and it's alien itself because of the, of the rings and the, the covenant and then there's this, this this mysterious music and then like you said the music it chimes in when you're supposed to feel like oh this is not a big deal at all and uh it was just brilliant you know and then i combine that with one of the things i feel like and I'm sure there's another developer if I thought long enough about it, but for me, no developer gets what I'm about to say down the same way Bungie does. Bungie seems like they're they're when they're designing gameplay or making a game, they always seem to put how can this be fun for the player to play, like as their first thing. Which that might seem like common sense, but like you know, so many you know developers put time into the cutscenes and the thematic moments and the you know the explosions and the pew pews and whatever. But and Halo has its its share of things like that as well. But like you know, I'm sure you've heard the quote maybe before from from um, Bungie where they talk about how they want the cool things they want you to be able to do them in the game, not watch it happen in the cutscene. And now I'm a I'm a fan of 343's Halos just as well, and I think they excel at plenty of things Bungie did not, such as the lore and, and extended universe. Um, but a lot of times with 343's games, you haven't seen that done as well as you did with Bungie, where it's like, I just, I get to take down these two scarabs myself. Like I get to do, right, right. I get to do a Warthog run at the end of a game that came out in 2001. What? No, I, I, I understand. And uh, to be clear, I agree. I, um, 
I am a huge Halo Four fan from the the narrative port. Like I'm a I'm a lore. Like I was explaining, I, I played primarily campaign growing up. Um, I'm a lore first kind of Halo fan. Like me too. Uh, the, I think of it as like the campaign is the meat and potatoes of my of the Halo game, and the multiplayer is like this ridiculously long, never ending dessert kind of yeah. a thing. <laughs> um, that I, I I technically now spend spend way more time in the multiplayer, but uh, the it's the story first. So I think hey, like Halo Four nailed that for me. Uh, it was Same so here. cool. Um, Halo Five, you know, for me was a big disappointment narratively. Um, I also because the marketing was just so good. Yeah. Uh, I was so insane. The marketing was I, was like they were giving Bungie marketing a, a a fight. You know what I mean? Like they were really oh, yeah. putting, they were doing so well. I, and then man, you know. the Halo Five. I I I I don't know from my perspective, like the the Bungie, the Bungie, like Halo Three especially had like so such awesome marketing. But um, at the same time, Halo was a different thing. Like there was. There was a lot, just because it was, there was a lot more hype associated with those games just because it was Halo at that time, if that makes sense, in my opinion. Time and place, Um, for sure. Halo 5's marketing was just so, you know, the the initial ones where it was Chief, you know, going to shoot Locke, Locke going to shoot Chief, Hunt the Truth was freaking awesome. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you, I got so many people in my work who don't give a damn about Halo so excited about, like, the potential story that was going to happen. Um, and so it was unfortunate that it del- ended up the way it did, but at least for me, I, I personally, well, uh, yeah, really I mean, I, I'm somebody who I, I'm very much like, I mean, I'm sure people in passing may, may form their own opinions on how I am with these things. But for me, I don't lie about things that I don't like, and I don't make excuses for things I don't like, but I'm very much a guy who wants to look at all the positivity possible. So if you ask me if, if I think Halo 5 is a good game, I think it's a very good game. I think it's wonderfully developed. I think it has great gameplay. I think it has great multiplayer, awesome forge, very uh, very high production. I think the narrative is very weak, and it was very disappointing to me. And I was going to ask you about that too, is do you think, and like our main topic at hand is Combat Evolved, but I always like to float around with these topics. Because oh, when you're a Halo dude. fan, man, yeah. you just go all over the place. Yes. Um, but with Halo 5 Guardians... I think you see, you know, you see a lot of different opinions on Halo. You know, you see people whose favorite Halo is three, one. You see a lot of people's favorite Halo is four. But I think you'd agree with me that almost every person you ask, almost everyone, I mean, I'm talking 99.9% out of 100, are disappointed with Halo's story, Halo 5's five-story narrative. Do you think that was mostly because the story just wasn't very good or, or mostly because that marketing was so misleading? That's a hard one. Uh, we actually talk about this in one of the podcasts we recorded for ourselves. We'll talk. We can we'll shout out later. It's quality time podcast. But you know, as a developer, and now as kind of having a different perspective on things that happen in this industry, because we ourselves are trying to make a game, mm-hmm. our studio Ko Koala um, Entertainment. I think that. There's just so many uh, – on one hand, like honestly, from a technical and considering that video games is this crazy blend of technical and artistic and business and whatever, um, it's a miracle in the sense that these games like even ship. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just got to think that there was a pivot somewhere. Like you know, I, my first inclination when it came out was like I wonder if there was – if the original I, – I don't, I don't necessarily think that – like the way the story developed in the sense that eventually Cortana was going to be the bad guy and all this stuff. 
Um, I don't necessarily think that that was like a crazy change. I, I think that was probably planned. Uh, but ha- the execution of it, I wonder. Like, yeah. I wonder if there's a version of Halo 5 that was kind of floated around where Chief was way more the bad guy, basically. And I, w- I don't know. Like, what if uh, the publishing team, you know, kind of says, like, you know, he's too much of a bad guy. Like, Microsoft's the face of X. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Master Chief. Master Chief's the face of Xbox. Like, he can't be the bad guy, you know? And what if that affects the writing somehow that was there? And maybe there's a version of Halo 5 script, let's say. Uh, I'd love if, like, one day the NDAs on this stuff expire and, like, Frank Connor tells us everything. Yeah. (laughs) uh, And maybe this doesn't exist. But, but, like, maybe there was a version where it was going to be a lot shadier. And that's actually what I was excited about. I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, Chief is up to something. He's maybe gone even a little crazy because he's like looking for Cortana and he's being tricked and you're going to hunt him down as his only guy. Like, damn, this is going to be cool. Yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. So I was, I, 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 I personally would have been down for that version of the story. I honestly think in light of the, I think, uh, at least from my perception, the reaction that Halo five being like 12 missions, lock three chief received, um, maybe it was good that they tried to salvage the chief good guy element to some, I'm thinking like if people weren't happy with the fact that there was only three games of chief, um, man, would they probably have been so mad if he was the bad guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're hundred percent right. I, I, on the same note, when, uh, at the end of Halo five, when master chief gets sealed in the cryptum, I thought to myself, you're not going to do this story and then keep chief in a cryptum for for the next three years of game development, right? Like, I was really glad we got him back out in that game because yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I'm very, like, I was already very disappointed with the story, but I'm like, I can't do this right now. You please, So he got out, and I'm like, okay, thank God. Um, but, yeah, man, I, you know, I think for me, I think this, I think the narrative just in general, and like you said, we don't know what the, that's the thing, man. People don't set out to make up a, a quote-unquote bad story. People don't set oh, out to, not. you know, and you, you you see how passionate you are with with your, with the game you guys are developing, and like, no part, no one of you guys are sitting around going, I wonder how we can make a game that people will not like, or I wonder how we can ruin yeah. this aspect of our game. But you know how crazy it is? Like, they have hundreds, like, hundreds of people, first of all, on its own. Just managing hundreds of people to do anything is yeah. crazy. But then on top of that, lacing in the development realities, the business interests, right, the fan base desires, and somehow coming out with something that, like, meets all of those as best as possible. Like, that's that's ridiculously really hard. hard. Being a software engineer, at least from the technical side, um, I was... And this is also part of the reason why I admire three four three and the games they've done because I think they've been pretty pretty cool about like the sprint series of making Halo Five. Letting you know how things are made. Oh, I watch that stuff all the time. I rewatch it. Yeah, me and Josh frequently. do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just so cool, you know, yeah. to to see them like pre as a developer, especially like there's one episode where. They're talking about how they, I think it's like 1,700 bugs left to b- yeah. before they can make the Warzone E3 build. And I don't remember some crazy time frame, like three weeks, I, or like, I think, yeah. something along those lines. And uh, I just being like, wow, that's insane that they're going to squash all those bugs. Yeah. Knowing how complicated, like they're talking about like geometry clipping into uh, other geometry and that it somehow shows up through the lighting and rendering system. I'm like, 
holy shit, like how yeah. do they make this thing? Exactly. And it's, it runs a buttery smooth 60 frames per second on the Xbox One, which like relatively speaking, in my opinion, is kind of a potato in the recent console generation. Yeah. Like sure. I have the original Durango and this thing runs 60 frames per second on this thing. The dynamic resolution scale, yep. like... It's crazy. So, they got that running on yeah, the the base Xbox One. You know, a lot of people now, they're just thinking about their One X. But we're talking, this was 60 frames rock solid on the base Xbox I One. I still have that Xbox One. I my, my wife has the Xbox One X, but I have the base original Durango and uh, model. And it, it runs has always run super smoothly. It's crazy. Like, from an implementational perspective, so much, like, respect on that front. Um, yeah. So... You know, I don't know. I think it's just it's there's so many variables that we can't like possibly fathom. I think most of the people, honestly, who work at 343 really can't even have the full scope of variables like you're a developer. So you're doing your part. The other person's, you know, the artists, they're doing their part. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to make the best Halo game possible. And it's just it's hard. It's really well, hard. You've you've heard developers time and time again say that there's no such thing as like shipping it when it's ready because it would never ever get shipped they always have to make compromises and i'm sure as you've just said you like to re just like me and josh you like to rewatch all these development videos and stuff you probably watched all the bungee behind the scenes stuff back yeah. in the day as well right and you see like with all the things like halo 2 comes to mind everything they had planned for halo 2 it was so ambitious and so big which is why I think Halo 2's campaign, well, Halo 2 as a whole, but Halo 2's campaign, I think it is really badass. I think it is really well done because it was so freaking ambitious that when they cut all the corners and they put out what they had, what they had was really high quality. Obviously, that upset a lot of people with the, how it ended and what we missed out on. Um, but, uh, you know, you, I think, and I think there's a quote from, I think Josh might have mentioned it too, that Jason Jones says in one of those videos, he's like, you want to have more balls in the air than you can catch. Because if you're just doing what's comfortable, you know, nothing in life really gets done when you hang out in the comfort zone. <laughs> nothing too good. you you got to go a little bit out of that comfort zone for the best things to happen. Now, I will say that uh, along the lines of Halo 2, I, I this is something I kind of grapple with because um, there's also a lot of stories of, you know, honestly, horrible crunch trying to make yeah. that thing happen. Like, yep. I think uh, there's a... I think it's a Vice article where Joe Staten and Marty O'Donnell and maybe one other ex-Bungie developer are going through an interview of talking about sort of the development of the original trilogy. And they're talking the Halo 2 development. And I think Marty says, like, people divorced from the reality of d implementing that game. And I, like, on one hand, um, you know, the I totally respect the creative ambition, but, like... Uh, you know, crunch is a thing, especially like in the software industry, that's a, it's a real thing that has to deal with because these things, it's hard. I think it's kind of hard maybe for people outside of the industry to like understand, but these things are so complex, complex. Like when you code something, this is just code, much less all of the elements that go into a game. Yeah. You never code really the same thing twice. Like you, of course... Um, might use similar tools and similar, like, I'm not saying that it's like a totally new thing every time, but um, you just don't like you're, you, there's somehow some new nuance to anything you're ever trying to solve. And so it's always, there's always some amount of uncertainty. Like I'm, I think doing this thing is going to take this amount of time and then you get into it and then you find, because this thing is a complicated rat's nest, the code has got this dependency that you didn't anticipate 
or oh, we just found out that when we have, you know, we have to make a comp- uh, we have to change how we compile the code. So when we compile it this way and put it on this platform, we have this issue. There's no way you can foresee it until it happens, and then oh shit, we have to ship this thing in three weeks, whatever. Yeah. Or we have to hit this deadline, and you scramble and blah blah blah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I feel almost guilty liking Halo Two, honestly, from the human toll it took on the people oh, who yeah. made it. Um, like, so, you know, it's true. The ambition thing is true. I think another thing I really respect out of 343 is at least I feel that they have, uh, based off of, cause so disclaimer, I was potentially going to apply for a software engineering job at 343 a couple of years ago, had the resume, resume already, uh, long story short, me and my family decided moving to Washington wasn't a thing we wanted to do, which is why I didn't. But, um, Kind of looking, investigating more into that realm. I think I think the people at three four three want to create a development reality where that's not the case, right? Where you're not yeah. running people in the ground. It's not really only three four three. I think Microsoft in general is trying to accomplish this across their studios. But I really respect that. I don't like you could, for example, Halo Five. One thing it's critiqued of, of about is that it launched without many modes, and that those came months after launch. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, like. If the fact that those modes came in after launch um, were at the cost of basically not running people into the ground, uh, I'm okay it. with that. Yeah, you know, like I don't I, care. I, th- I think it's. I'm really glad you touched on the the crunch because I would. I definitely. While I do still, you know, and I think you agree, I stand by the statement that like the the ambition of the project of Halo Two, the results came from that. But I never you know, condone or, or want the crunch. I don't, I don't need people to, to, to divorce their spouses and get, get be depressed and, and be hospitalized because I got to have my Halo 2 now. And what's crazy, I'm sure you've probably heard this before, but Ed, make sure I say his name right. I think it's Ed Freeze from Microsoft. Um, he went to, he went to a board meeting when Halo 2 was, was being developed. And he said to the whole board, he says, uh, the guys at Bungie, they need another year to get Halo 2 done because it was supposed to be out 2003. And he, they took a vote on it, and it was unanimous. No no extra year for Bungie. It's co- we need it to come out this year. And Ed Freeze stood up and he said, I hope it's Freeze. It could be Fries. I think it's Freeze. Yeah, it's Freeze for sure. <laughs> uh, he stood up and he said in the board meeting, he says, you give Bungie another year to do Halo or I walk out and quit right now. He said that. And, and he's, like a, he's like a head honcho there. And he got him another year. And you see what they went through to get what they got out yeah. with that timeline. What would we have got if it came out in 2003? Like Not six Halo missions? <laughs> Not the Halo 2 we know, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, so, yeah, props. It sounds like it could have been even worse. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. That's uh, I, I'm, I'm, I might have kind of strayed from the qu- question that you kind of asked uh, me. Whatever comes front. naturally, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that... It, it's I don't know. It's easy to kind of from the outside in be like, okay, well that's fine. You know, we don't want people to crunch. True, but it's still mismanagement on what. But like I'm saying, it's so freaking complicated. Like you, you can see the sprint and even begin to understand, right? Like the multiplayer team blocks out a level, right, with like simple geometry. Then they need to meet with art and talk about like how art's going to essentially make it look awesome. And then there's trade-offs there. And then that comes back, which maybe influences the design of the level, right? Because new art pieces and that somehow influences things or whatever. That is like, so you know, that that is so hard to do. You, and you can't necessarily just 
hire more people. Also because like that that's just a business reality. It's, everyone's got a budget. Like, yeah, they're Microsoft. Yeah, they have whatever, but it's not an infinite, <laughs> infinite, yeah. infinite uh, budget. <laughs> uh, there's a budget. There's a, re- a business reality there. There's also like, you can't just like bring people on. There's a uh, sort of um, up, uh, bringing people up to speed, if you will, that needs to happen. Anyway, so I don't know. I, 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 I think I think gamers are, uh, you know, a very needy crowd too when it comes to these very demanding and I can I'll even be honest you know when I watched the sprint the first time you know anticipating Halo 5 they were showing off the 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 multiplayer mission levels that they were they were building and they talked about how like you know the the multiplayer map truth they talked about how they how long it took them to make truth and because they wanted to be able to get more maps out they took truth and they like you know they made it outside on the ground. They flipped it, and what, I don't. Do you know what? Do you remember what the what, what it was called? Truth other version. I'm pretty sure it's regret. I think regret. It's regret. I think you're right. Yeah. So like regret is 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 essentially the map truth, but with new art and and a new invi- you know new lighting and stuff just to make mix it up. And I remember watching that and being like like a little bit like irritated because I'm thinking I want a new level. You know, yeah, like that's me. That was me being a demanding fan. Um, you know, and because I'm thinking, oh well, Bungie put out all these maps and and they. You know, but that doesn't, that's not, that's not a fair comparison, you know, and and also the things they're making now are costing more money and taking more time than things were 15 years ago. Um, and if, you know, if it could, if it cut, you know, significant crunch, like you said, for them to make uh, a map out of a pre-existing map. And I'll, honestly, when I play Regret, it feels different than Truth, if I'm honest. You know, I mm-hmm. think it was a worthy trade-off. Yeah, I also liked Regret. Um on on that front, um, I'll tap into a little bit of like some of our experience making our game right now. Like we are not experienced game developers; we're experienced well, feel, software. Feel free, Anthony, if you want to, like, because we were just going to get to it at the end. But I, since you're bringing it up, like, why don't you t- briefly talk about what? Because people have no idea who you are, probably mostly. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so I am a co-founder of Ko Koala Entertainment. We're an indie game studio. And the we so we're a unique indie game studio in that we are full time software engineers. We all have like software jobs, um, and part time we implement our game. Um, and we're fortunate enough that we work at places where the intellectual property agreement allows us to do that. So basically, full time software engineers, and then part time indie game studio. And um, we st- we kind of went, if you will, public. Like we we st- we uh, trademarked our logo and started uh, posting on social media back in December. Instagram right now is like the epicenter of our attention. If if you're just interested, I'll just shout out real quick. If you're Go interested ahead. in gaming related stuff, um, I think we we put out some interesting stuff. Our our my other co-founder Skyler, he's a crazy dude who plays like crazy games every week and he talks about them. So and there's a lot of Halo stuff because I love Halo um, and. Just saying, we do crazy giveaways. I'm, I just have to shout out because right now, all of March, we're giving away $100 gift cards, like gaming gift cards, every Friday. So Sweet. just saying, if you guys want to like play Doom Eternal, right? I know some people do or get worried. I'm, I'm playing it. Sure. <laughs> hey, I just want to say too, uh, you know, for, for those listening, you might be wondering, oh, you know, why, why do I have Anthony here on the show and how did I come across him? Well, uh, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Ko Koala Entertainment. Am I? I'm saying that right? Correctly? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. You, I think you, you guys followed Sacred Icon Halo, I believe. Yes. 
Yep. And I, you know, so when they were just, I just kind of looked into them and I didn't, you know, there's nothing Halo centric about what they are. I didn't know what they were. And, uh, but um, when we did the uh, hashtag Halo means to me, um, Anthony and his wife sent in, if you guys have seen it or go back and look at it, uh, them two sitting at the table talking about what Halo means to them and their family. And when I saw that, then I was like, okay, so Anthony is the, the Halo from this part from KO Quan Entertainment. It's like the Halo guy. So I'm like, I'm going to go listen to their uh, one of their podcast episodes, and I was at work, and I listened to. And what's your, what do you guys call your podcast? Some quality, quality time, yeah, quality, quality time. time, yeah, yeah. It's tea like as in the drink tea, because we often have tea while we drink, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. I, I tuned into their uh, quality uh, podcast, and I went to. I think it was like episode five. You guys talk about your favorite games of the decade, and I can be honest when it comes to listening to pod. Like I know I run a podcast, but. What, I'm very specific about podcasts I'm interested in. I mean, I've listened to some very popular podcasts. And I'm just bored, but I really enjoyed these guys. I, they kind of have my type of, um, I guess, personality that I like to listen to. I think they have a lot of good camaraderie. They're very knowledgeable, and it was just cool listening to them talk about their their favorite games. And obviously, they talk a lot more about. That's not a typical episode for you guys. You guys talk more about the industry and design, correct? Am I right? In- yeah, we it's it's gaming industry related topics, which can sometimes get into like more design stuff or sometimes implementation stuff. Uh, that one, you're right. Like that one was an example of uh, something maybe a little bit more in the casual sphere. We yeah. also like just had an episode talking about our favorite video game controllers. So you know, okay, great. It, yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. It's good content, um, though. I'm telling you guys that I really enjoy. I listen to them. Um, because I enjoy it, not because it's any particular benefit to myself other than great great quality uh, podcast. So check their podcast out, guys. But go ahead and continue, Anthony, if I, I feel like I cut no, you No, you're good. Really, I really appreciate it. I mean, um, so for us, I, I think the last thing I'll say about us is just that we are sort of taking a unique spin on how we market ourselves in our game. I think usually when you think about a game, especially the indie games, you don't think about the studio so much. You just, you think about the game. Like, okay, like... For example, when the first Ori came out, like Ori's awesome. You know, Moon Studios being the person who made it, it's almost irrelevant. Like it only means something as Moon continues to make other things. And we're sort of trying to flip that on its head. If if you look at our Instagram page, you actually might not even know outside of the blurb in our profile that we're a game studio. It seems more like we're gaming content creators. Yeah. So that's kind of the way we're going about marketing ourselves and marketing our game. It's kind of like we're Content creators making a game is almost what it feels like. So that's why the podcast, that's why the social media so early. We're not talking about our game right now. We still have a ways to go. Yeah, anyway. I, think that's what, I think that's what caught me Like when you guys first followed Sacred Icon and I was looking into you guys. I was like, I'm not sure. And I think it's really like I want you – I mean personally, I want you guys to do what you're doing because I think it's super unique and super awesome. Like you said, flipping the script. But at first I was like – I'm kind of like, well, they're a game development studio, but they're doing the podcast. But – it's really cool how you guys are going about it. So I'm glad you have this opportunity to explain it at least to a few more people. <laughs> no, cool. I honestly, I super appreciate it. Um, yeah, we fit, we the story behind following Sacred Icon Halo is more or less like I've been involved in just generally like a, the Halo community as uh, as as me personally. Right now, my handle's Bramawala, but it used to be AMBR eight nine seven eight. Like I would. Kind of in all facets, like I, the the Twitter sort of Halo community, I think honestly has a few parts. There's sort of like the esports component that yeah. I definitely follow and part of. There's sort of like the really heavy lore guys. There's sort of this like middle section, um, kind of just participating in all of those 
in those communities to various extent, just whatever, in conversation. And uh, you guys showed up on the scene, and I thought it was really cool. Like, you guys turned into sort of this hub for Halo, general Halo conversation, and in a way that I think just wasn't being facilitated before. Um, And so I was there for my own personal account. And then, you know, we, we followed you on the other one too. Uh, that, w- like I said, we were we're different in that it's it's more of like I don't know, more casual, a little bit more unfiltered than I think you would expect out of a game studio. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's no, the story, no, I, I really appreciate you saying that, man. And uh, I'm 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 really looking forward to. I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to once we hear about what your game is. And I think it's really smart the way you guys are going about not saying it till you're at the point where you're ready. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of it's kind of like, and I know you guys are like doing an indie game, but it's kind of like what they're doing with Infinite right now. Like, you know, we had Halo Five, and they told us everything about the story, and then the story didn't represent that. Well, with Infinite right now, they could essentially completely change the story tomorrow, and we would be none the wiser. No, it's true. Uh, you made some good points on the last episode with Grunt. I was thinking about it. Um, you were talking about how. Wait, on this, on these lines about how they were marketing the campaign, you said you made a point that after Halo Five, you kind of felt like I need some time before they kind of start this. I actually thought the same thing. You know, I felt kind of burned by burnt. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> by yeah. how uh, Halo Five kind of ended up kind of getting delivered from a narrative standpoint. Really bummed out by how that went, and I I thought the same thing. I was like, man. I think it, 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 time just needs to pass and like this needs to go away before really opening the floodgates. If you would have, I think a year after Halo 5 started hinting at Halo 6. I, I wouldn't have felt I it. Wouldn't have yeah, felt. I don't think so either. I think the way they went about that, um, I, I don't know. I think so far has been the right way. I I expect that we are going to get a blitz of information when it starts coming out, um, which I don't know. That might be a great idea. It's I like, like it. Hey, I mean... Are you are you a fan of Gears at all? Gears of War? Yeah, I'm. I wouldn't say like hardcore fan, but, you but enjoy. I do like the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, I liked their approach with Gears Five. I don't know if you followed that at all or noticed that, but they they really kind of just hinted at Gears in the same way they've hinted at Halo Infinite, and then at the E3 before Gears came. Gears came out September of 2019. At the E3 2019, they said a lot, showed a lot, still showed almost no campaign, and then the month of September started putting out some campaign stuff, boom, the game launches. And it was a really, I mean, Gears 5 is not my favorite Gears by any means. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it was a really good game. And I really liked the way they did that. Um, I think whenever I think of like a, a studio doing a blitz, the first thing that comes to my mind is Fallout 4. Guaranteed they weren't the first ones to do it, but Fallout 4 was kind of like, boom, you haven't heard about it all, but boom, E3 20, I don't even know what that was. That was E3 2015, yeah. They pretty much did this huge unveil at E3 and they're like, comes out in, it comes out in six months. And that's what it happened. And, you know, that's great. You know, when you don't have to, when you when you hear about it, I remember when Zelda Twilight Princess got announced, I pre-ordered it three years before it released. I mean, I was an 11-year-old, and then I was a 14-year-old when the game came out. It was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so I really like this method. Um, and I really like it. We're going all, the, all over the place here. Really good conversation. What, I'm just going to go right into this with Infinite. Um, and I, I ask a lot of people this question. And you've, you listen to the Grunt episodes, so you, you're going to know what I'm going to ask. If you could have selfishly, Whatever you want to happen in Halo 5's campaign or story. What do you want? Selfishly, don't, don't give a rat's ass about what the rest of us want. What, do, what does Anthony Nicolosi want? <sighs> That's really tough. Um, I'll start by saying, like, the created arc 
really has got to do something crazy out of left field, which I, I, I don't know. I, I there's really smart people at three four three. They really experienced people at three four three. I'm sure they could somehow make the created interesting, but yeah. I'm not really interested right now. So with that in mind, um, actually, I'll start with the news that came out recently: the Shadows of Reach book that's yeah. coming out. Holy shit, that's cool! Like that is cool. Uh, <laughs> the I think we're all hyped. A hidden experience. Halo Can just put out some videos today too. I was watching them uh, at a break at work. It got me super excited. Um, I think there's a lot of implications there, right? Like blue teams going back to reach, and there's so many things that interesting nuggets of lore that could take this story in interesting ways and reach. Like the you know uh, Halsey cloning her brain, like having there's Halsey brain. Uh, clones if you will on reach taking that I, i'm currently of the theory of like yeah they're going to do that and create like a new version of cortana something like that that you know because there's that hint in the teaser of the infinite trailer where yeah. there's like a second audio that's what i was thinking and, yeah you know i i think that's going to be a thing it mirrors like what hidden experience said it mirrors the whole offensive and mendicant bias thing. yeah i like that i liked it a lot i like that too and it kind of goes in with like that halo 4 librarian everything's been carefully planned like you know the um then there's also those crystals. I I don't know if uh, I know some people maybe wouldn't be super excited if it's the banished that are this vicious alien faction. I would be thrilled. Heck, I love the banished. Dude. I love. The I banished, would be dude. so stoked if there was banished in that game. Like Halo Wars two. Oh, shout out! Got my red team. I shirt. saw that dude. I think he's got a probably... badass shirt on right now. Halo Wars two. That's Jerome, <laughs> right? Is... I'm I'm gonna say it's Jerome yeah. post Covenant Cruiser ass kicking. Right, like this is him. He gets cool. off. He's just super cool. Um, yeah, he, you know that that story. Halo Wars Two is awesome. I'm not even an RTS guy. I yeah. I primarily got Halo Wars Two is essentially so I could beat it, so I could watch the cutscenes and know yeah. what happened. I ended up having fun playing it. But anyway, um, that the banished were are, were done. I thought so well. Um, them and I think still though the Didact's my favorite bad guy. Uh, right now in the Halo universe, more so than the Banished, just because um, he, he does have the similarity with Atriox in that they're like this thing that we might not be able to beat him, kind of yeah. a thing, you know? And uh, while I was talking about you're like this vessel of hope with Chief and everything, um, it was cool in Halo 4 especially to have that new like that new wrinkle in the Halo universe. Like, you might not win this time, you know? Yeah. Um, and actually technically you kind of don't totally, right. You, not without losses. So, um, so getting back to what I would want in infinite with all these, like also things that this book could, you know, hint at you, I, I think it's awesome, um, that this is happening two years, three years after Halo five, the infinite is happening three years after Halo five, because it, I totally am in on board with this, like finding out what's happened kind yeah. of a, approach. It that makes they a mystery. It makes it interesting. Yeah. And I, I, getting back to CE, I thought that was a huge part of the interest, uh, the excitement there. I mean, when you get to, not only was it interesting to find out like, who are the covenant? Like, who are these guys? That was the first time you got exposed to them. But man, when you go to the swamp, and I was gonna. Just, that was. I was a question in my backlog. I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, what was your reaction when you first encountered the flood? And and and. Oh man, it was it was like, uh, you know, there's the build up there. You get to the swamp. You go in like, what's going on? And there's blood all over the place. 
And uh, then there's that cutscene with uh, the Jenkins cutscene or whatever. Um, and then the flood show up, and you're like, what the? I, like, not only that, but from a gameplay perspective, if you really think about it, the whole time you've been jousting against the covenant you've been grenading meleeing your way through and the flood put a totally different spin on the mechanic all of a sudden your thumbs are going backwards yeah. <laughs> you are uh shotgunning as you go like it, it it really changed things up in an interesting way i personally think the flood are cool like i love cool. fighting I, the flood i know that people wanted them out of the games for so long and it, i mean i still see people on twitter today say i hated fighting the flood i love fighting the flood and i think it was so bold of Bungie as a studio to say because by the time you get to the flood they had earned the right to make the rest of the game you fighting covenant and it would still have earned being a very right, right, quality right. game but they said that's not good enough we, once we've got you comfortable we're gonna we're gonna flip the script well i, I also like from a narrative perspective it's a it, it, it adds a new dimensionality yeah. if that's the right word yeah. to it like it's not just the religious zealousness of the covenant versus you, the humans trying to survive. There's also this crazy other thing that's just trying to eat everything. You know what I mean? Like, um, so from, I just thought they added a really nice spice to things. And, um, honestly, something I feel like was missing from, uh, four and five for me personally, like the Prometheans are a new thing. Um, and they were, from a narrative perspective, at least, uh, mo- most interesting to me in Halo 4, but they, um, they're they just a different kind of n- leg. Like, Well, they, they kind of they kind of assimilate with the Covenant, and then the weapons are yes. kind of like other versions of weapons we already know. The Covenant kind of as- aligned with them, yeah. sort of, for all practical purposes in Halo 4 when you're playing through it. So um, it kind of still felt 2D in that way. Um, so, okay, back to Infinite. The thing... I think I would hope is that we're either fighting like the banished or the didact as the main protagonist and that this created thing is somehow sort of resolved as part of it, but not the main thing. I I think I'll be kind of bummed if like more or less the premise of the whole thing is just like get good with Cortana again, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I I think everyone I've talked to, Everyone I've talked to said the same thing as you. They want the the created arc resolved quickly. And, you know, I, I don't know what's best for Halo. I know what I would like, but I would like to think the fact that I've seen that echoed through the community many, many times. People people just aren't, maybe, like you said, maybe they, I, they 343 has the talent. Maybe the created arc could be awesome. But most people I hear saying, let's wrap that up quickly and, and let's move forward, you know, because we didn't get the feeling in 5 that we really wanted to see more of that. And to be specific, when I mean wrap up the created arc, I don't necessarily mean like the creative have created have to totally go away. Mm-hmm. It's more like they have to go away in the way they are now, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's fair. Like you know, some people theorize when they throw out like, well, if if somehow an in infinite, it becomes a thing where like, oh, Cortana's actually just a grave mind puppet, you know, and and in a sense, the grave mind's the main thing, or the didact's the main thing. That's probably going to also be interesting to me personally. Yeah, uh, if if there's somehow a, a, a twist on the created, um, it's also interesting. Hidden Xperia points this out in his video, but that uh, it, it appears, or at least there's no mention of Cortana really defending Reach in the book thing. I'm wondering, like, you know, does Cortana kind of buddy up with the banished on some stuff? Like, you know, if if somehow there's that kind of spice to it, um, created could be cool, I, but. 
Uh, well, the great thing about this whole conversation is they've just put us in a position where we have no idea where this could be. Like, we could have, you, I, everyone in the Halo community, different podcasters, you know, Hidden Xperia, Halo Cannon, you name, you all different YouTubers. Um, we could have hit on what they're doing a thousand times by now, but maybe none of us have even said what's going to happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure not. I'm sure there's wrinkles that we'll never catch that they've yeah. got planned. I like, you want to hear a crazy, crazy, crazy theory that has no really basis in fact but you know you've got bro hammer with you on infinite on the pelican right so didact comes back let's say he's somehow but next time he sees chief he's not screwing around and he almost kills chief like something happens something and chief almost dies and you play a level as bro hammer okay and it's maybe like an escape thing like at the end of ce and you're like driving a warthog through psychoness getting chief to i don't know where so that he can get better Ooh, yeah, dude. Who? If people didn't love Brohammer already, if he freaking gets the chief out of there, saves him. Oh, oh, and man, can you imagine if there's just even uh, like I? I don't think it's gonna happen from the, at least just for one level, like to design sort of a a a, a good experience in this very different like sandbox of like if you're Brohammer, you probably don't have shields. It's different, yeah. like whatever. Um, Outside of maybe just like a warthog run where functionally it's not much different than like yeah. the invitation for the other part. Uh, but it would be cool if like you're just like a normal human for a level. Right. I, I, it's not going to happen. But it I would, know. But it'd be, I've always thought that'd be neat. Like, I, I mean, I've always thought it'd be cool to have they had a spinoff Halo game where you played as like a human marine. Um, actually, the, the idea I've had for horror a long game? time. What's that? Halo horror game as a marine? That Yeah. Actually, the, the idea I've had for a long time, way before I started the podcast, is that we got a game that took place on Harvest, and you're a Marine fighting insurrectionists, and half the game you just fight other humans. And then in a, in a very much like a, the, the Flood-type deal, there's this moment where you're on Harvest and you're fighting insurrectionists, and then suddenly out of nowhere, uh, Covenant ship warps in and Drop Pod comes down, and then you see this elite, and as you're playing as a Marine, you look, this elite looks like he's like 12 foot right. tall. Yeah. <laughs> and then you like it takes you and your whole squad, everything you have to take out one elite, and it's kind of, and then you kind of like this horror thing because you, as a marine, you're not um, strong enough to take them out yourself. And I think that could be awesome. I would love it. No, yeah, I mean, I was thinking movie. You know, like oh, you, movie I, would be you, great too. Have you Harvest? I think as a movie would could be awesome. Like, yeah. have you seen Signs? Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's that whole mystery of like what's here, blah blah blah, and then they finally show up. You could kind of, I don't know, like, I, I don't know the Harvest story enough to know, like, if they just totally show up out of nowhere and kick ass. But I don't know. Maybe you could spice it up uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in a way that the the lore f- community was still okay with. Uh, yeah, right. But um, anyway, that's, uh, yes, I, Harvest would be cool. I, I always think there's this comic that they released um, before Halo Wars 2 of, like, the Spirit of Fire was drifting in space. And somehow, basically, the Flood got there. Like, yeah, there's the flood, like a single Flood Spore. Yeah. yeah, got on there. And um, basically, eats, get some people, and then Jerome wakes up, kicks some ass, you know, stuff like that. But um, damn, you imagine the horror game of, like, getting woken up out of cryo and just that sequence there, like, trying to figure out what's going on, and then, oh, it's Flood, and, like, some of the Marines die, and then Jerome comes. Oh, well, anyway. Okay, if just- we're going to do that, though, here's what I want. I'm gonna take it one, if we're going to do that, I'm going to take it one step further. I want Creative Assembly, who did Halo Wars 2 and also did Alien Isolation, the amazing horror game, to make that game. Hey. Perfect. Cool with me. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, um, it's interesting. You know, they have uh, job listings. 343 just had job listings that talk about uh, that hint at potentially leveraging the slip space engine for other kinds of Halo games. You know, like, um, awesome. yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm also like a, a, um, like a Bioware level Halo RPG that takes place 100,000 years ago and you're a forerunner. Ooh, forerunner game would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's got to be huge in scope like insanely huge making a yeah. game like that i'm just I mean, picturing like imagine? running around as like my forerunner like character and then i have like two squad members like mass effect you yeah, know yeah. i mean that's so the thing it's kind of crazy for how world? long yeah like, for how long just... halo's been around we haven't got much spin-off content which and one way I'm, I'm glad about that because sometimes you know you want you just want the mainline stuff so i'm glad we got that but at the same time that the universe has so much freaking potential you know yeah um at the same time, I'm happy we also haven't, like, Halo hasn't turned into this, like, we just make crap to make it kind of yeah. a thing. Like, I, I prefer let's not make a thing if it's not awesome kind yep. of a thing, right? So, 100%. Um, but I agree with you. I I would love if, if uh, the franchise, like, branch out in other ways. You know, you asked Grunt last podcast, like, some things that I think, like, do I like better 343 did or Bungie better? Yeah. Like, I think 343, like, the way they do the extended lore is, like, really cool. Uh, they do a really – I think they do a really good job. They, it seems like we get, like, a book every other month. Uh, yeah. And uh, they – with the Cannon Father, with the comics, and I don't know. Um, I would be interested in – that's the other thing, right? You have to also, like, the budget – the reality is, okay, what what's the development budget of this game? What do we think this game's going to sell? It's a Halo RPG that's more lore focused. There's not maybe as much of a multiplayer component. Like, that's just not going to sell like a shooter Halo game. Do they green light that or not? I, you know, so there's all that stuff. But anyway. I mean, I think the uh, only reason we got Halo Wars 1 is because Ensemble Studios came to Microsoft with a, an idea for a sci-fi RTS that they were really excited about. And then Microsoft's like, you know what? That'd be good if it was a Halo game. And then they had to change yeah. it all. So, oh yeah, I mean, so we'll I think, see. yeah, I, I, I there's there's so much potential there. Um, I think I like what you touched on with that with like with like three four three and Bungie. Um, you know, I know Bungie loved their game. I, they loved Halo, and they yeah, they've talked about when they you know they made that deal with Microsoft that they could leave Microsoft. They had to leave their baby behind, which was Halo. So I very much feel like they cared about it. But Bungie's just a different studio than three four three, and I think. With 343, you have some of the most talented people in the industry who are fans of Halo coming together to to run 343, and it just reeks of passion. And, you know, they, they want to see this. They want to see, like, Halo, to me, it's already as good as, as a universe like Star Wars. That might seem like heresy to some, but to me, it's already as good. But they want to, they take it seriously like that. They, they know at 343 what they have, and they want to make it what it can be. And I think with Bungie, it was very much like, Bungie's like, yeah, we make kick-ass games, and we, we want world domination. And they did that. They did kick-ass games, and I'm so thankful for it. I love their games. My favorite game of all time is Halo 2. Um, you do? <laughs> yeah. So um, I just, just they have different pluses and minuses, and um, I'm very thankful for 343. I'm, I'm so glad we have them. No. F- f- you know how, how impossible it is to make a Halo 4? <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's any. They studio. pulled it off pretty darn, like pretty amazingly. Yeah. I know the multiplayer upset people, but that campaign was fantastic. The way, um, 
Yeah, and the other thing, like I, I, uh, I actually really liked Halo 4's casual multiplayer. I played the shit out of. I Husky enjoyed Raid. Halo 4's multiplayer. Holy yeah. crap! I played Husky Raid like you wouldn't believe. Me and my wife, and like she loved. We played SWAT so much, so we had a lot of like casual fun. Like I also like competitive Halo, so Halo 4 wasn't much of that for me personally. Um, like Halo 5 really scratched that itch uh, yeah. for me. But yeah. um, three four three like. Like also, they had a crazy, insane development. Like if you if you can, there's Vidox, you can watch about it. But they were on bring, making a studio while developing one of the most beloved franchises on the planet. Right? Like yeah. Like literally, they were forming the studio while making while the game. making the game while making a lead up to one of the biggest games of all time. Halo Four, in my opinion, and actually, I think Bonnie Ross has touched on this in some interviews. I think there's an interview with Ryan McCaffrey and IGN where she says this, but um, like that she wanted this, but for other reasons, it didn't happen. I really think Halo Four should have just been a launch Xbox One title. I remember, I know the exact interview you're talking about. She says that. I, I understand. I agree. Yeah. So, and actually, in that Vice article that I referenced before, which if you're a big Halo fan, you should totally check it out. It's like Vice History of Halo or something. It's a huge, long article talking to, oh, Jamie Greismer, that's right, uh, Marty O'Donnell, Joe Staten, and then them. some of the new 343 I, I know dev, too. talking about, yeah. Uh, and they, uh, apparently, early on in Halo 4's development, they wanted it to, not 343, but from Microsoft, more of the publishing side, we're thinking of making it have some amount of, like, connect stuff. Like, uh, holy crap. You know, like... No, just uh, a whole lot of note from me, dog. Well, and you got to also understand, like, think that's probably the same leadership that kind of... Like, honestly, I, I don't think the Xbox One launch was done very well. My, no. I, the, the, the priorities of that Microsoft leadership team, I thought, were off, let's say. Yeah. And that's the same team that was influencing the direction, at least from the Microsoft side, right, of Halo 4. So I don't know. Like, uh, I, 343 probably had their hands full of g conflicting interests, right? So it's a miracle uh, that I thought the narrative was done so well, like, the, the story of it. Like, honestly, the while I didn't like the Halo 5 narrative, I much more enjoyed the Halo 5 campaign gameplay over the Halo 4 campaign. Yep, I'm with you. See, that's that's a, it's a nuanced thing. I feel like um, so many people just want to lump them into categories, but I agree with you. Like, the, the campaign gameplay in Halo 5 was so good. And missions like saying Helios, I was just on a high. I was just going to say, that arc, that saying Helios arc was awesome. I loved it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, on a, there's a lot of parts. That initial level with Blue Team, there's that part where you're, like, jumping on containers and, like, DMRing grunts and stuff. There's great stuff uh, there, yeah. Yeah, it was fun, and I, I, I personally, uh, I don't care about, I, I don't know them. The mechanics uh, that Halo uses don't bother me as much, whether it has sprint or not Same necessarily. Here. Some people so, are very, very. It's got to be one way, and I, I totally like, both. like. I totally get. I do personally prefer the classic style. Yeah. Uh, myself, but I played. I think a couple thousand hours of Halo Five. Like I also really like that. It did great. I think on what I was trying to accomplish, uh, from a gameplay mechanic. Yeah. Perspective. I thought it was a lot of fun, but yeah. um, anyway, the. Uh, it's crazy Halo 4 that the narrative at least came out as good as it did. The, like, and there were so many things around it. Halo 4's marketing also had me super excited with Forward yeah. Unto Dawn. The fact that, like, Prometheans, what, you know, the Forerunners were coming, right? When like, I, that when was I the saw the thing. When I saw the, the launch teaser trailer where it was like, you know, it showed like a brain 
and then it was like you heard like like a muffled voice and it was yeah yeah i need you wake up and then right, it was right, like right. i'm here and i was like oh my the chill i remember downloading the video to my computer even though i had constant internet access i'm like i need a 1080p copy of the video on my oh, computer to watch yeah <laughs> over and over again yeah dude, i i feel like every time you hear 343 talk about halo 4 they're very proud and I, i'm so glad they are it does seem and maybe in and maybe as time goes on because um, i already feel like there's people who are who like five more now than they did when it came out. I feel like people are really starting to say, hey, this is a really good game on many, many fronts, even if it wasn't the narrative. Um, but every time I hear 343 talk about Halo 4, they're all so proud of it, and I'm glad because they deserve to be. And maybe in time, they'll, they seem a little more, you know, they, they know that 5 didn't turn out the way they wanted it to, but we'll see what happens with... And I don't know if you're the same way I am, but when I play a game that I'm disappointed with or I watch a movie that I'm disappointed with, Sometimes I watch the follow-up, the third one, and it rectifies a lot of the issues I had with the last. So it's always yeah, possible. I, I'm a terrible movie guy. I, like, fall asleep every time. No, but, really? Uh, no, yeah, I'm bad at movies. Do you have if a I, favorite I, movie? I know this is a Halo podcast, but I'm curious. Mine's Lord of the Rings. It's simple. Lord of the Rings is dope. Uh, and I'm actually really surprised that I did not fall asleep watching it. So there there must have been something there. Um that's really tough. I feel like there's no movies that really break through. The you know the only kind of movies that like can captivate me enough that I don't fall asleep watching them are like comedies, good comedies that I find interesting. Um, I don't know if it's because they're kind of witty and clever, and so your brain kind of stays yeah. more awake or something. I, it took me three times, like three different sittings, to watch Infinity War. It was so boring. Like I could. Wow. And, like, people were like, "What?" You know, like that's cra- that's cool. I mean, that, I mean, I'm the kind of person who's like, that's cool that you're different. You know, but I get that because I I was on the edge of my seat. You know, <laughs> no, and I of course like I totally understand why people would. I like, um, it's just I I couldn't finish the Last Jedi. I had to YouTube it. Like I I just can't do it. Like, yeah. um, anyway, so I, I'm a terrible movie guy. But what do you uh, think of the and- Halo movies? If you don't want me asking, do you watch those? The well, they're like the Ford and the Dawn and the Nightfall. Or- yeah, you so uh, Ford Not Unto Dawn, I really enjoyed. Me too, um, love it. You know, my kids all the time ask me like, Dad, want to watch Hunter and Chief? You know, like. <laughs> That's so cool. I, I have to like bring up Ford Unto Dawn and seek to that part because like I can't find like a good like small clip on YouTube. Yeah. A high resolution clip. That, uh, like I, I don't know. I thought Ford Unto Dawn did great. Uh, it sort of had a little bit of element of like what I was alluding to before that sort of mystery like oh, what's here, and then it's the Covenant, and, like, the from the perspective of the kids, really, like, wow, these guys are bad news, and then yeah. Chief saving, you know, the hope They made element. Chief seem as alien as the Covenant in the foreign, right. which I love. Oh, yeah, that it was so cool, like, oh, what's that on the video? Is Like, the Spartan, you know, and they're trying to find out. So I thought they did a great job there. Um, uh, I wasn't a fan of Nightfall. I, I unfortunately, game, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, the sort of, I'll say like production limitations kind of just, I couldn't get into it. Um, I thought the premise of the story was dope. I was super excited about it. It was just sort of an execution thing. The hunters um, were cool and the, they showed the hunters like how they form with worms. I thought that was kind of unique, but I thought like, man, I wish, I sort of wish they never made it just because like if they could redo it with serious budget, that'd be a awesome. Yeah. Like, story. I mean, it could I, happen. I, like, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm I know that I've seen on the Twitter. It seems like a lot of people aren't as optimistic as I am, but I'm really excited to see what the Halo TV show has to offer when that comes out. I mean, I'm optimistic about it. Me, for, I'm optimistic for a couple of reasons. One is like this: a Halo movie was canceled before 
um, this Halo TV thing has been in the works for a long time, which I I am going to lean in maybe a more optimistic way, saying that that's because um, 343 want to do it right and yeah. Microsoft want to do it right. Yeah. And so they are trying not to cut corners and they finally found something. Like, I know there's some controversy with the castings and stuff. Again, I personally don't care. Like, um, I'm not saying that those uh, those people are whatever wrong for exactly. not caring. I, I totally thing, yeah. get why they care. But um, so for me personally, I'm excited too. Uh, and yeah, so I don't know. Um, That'll be something for you and your wife to watch together. You know, it's a new Halo episode this week. You know, I'll watch that. I That's will cool. not fall asleep for that. Like yeah. I, I, Forward Unto Dawn, for example, I would watch Forward Unto Dawn over definitely some Marvel movies. I'll definitely watch that over the Captain America movie. Guarantee. Hey, that's. I fair. like Iron Man. He's cool. Iron Man's cool. But yeah. uh, uh, anyway, th- that's just how it is for me. So that's how, whatever. So uh, I would. Um, I would love if you would. Uh, would you want to like tell your story of? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Your wife was not into Halo when she met you, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't even so, know if she knew it existed. <laughs> there you go. So like, uh, as crazy tell as us, that sounds. Tell us how she got into it. How you introduced her. What that experience was like. I'm sure we'd love to hear that. Yeah, uh, we were dating in high school, and uh, I was going, let me see, it's 2010, so I was 19, yes, so I was going into college, or I just started college, and Reach was coming out, and, um, you know, I'll tell this other story of, because I grew up playing Halo CE and 2, you know, in elementary school and middle school, but my life kind of pivoted, and I, I went through this phase in, like, middle school where, essentially, at that time frame, at least in the circle of friends I was with, being a gamer and liking all these things was still very much like a loser thing. Yeah, to it's do. not cool. I hear you. Yeah, it wasn't cool. And basically around that time frame in middle school, I pivoted and decided I wanted to be cool and do cool people things. So I kind of shed that part of my identity. Yeah. The only gaming that I did was like I would come back for a Halo release. So for example, Halo 3 for me personally um, doesn't have a lot of emotional weight because it was prime cool period. Yeah, so I, I get I that. Did, I get that. I came back. I played it. I lo- you know I do love it, but like it's by far I think the the Halo I've spent the least amount of time playing Halo Three because it was just that p- time of my life where I you know I was trying to be cool. I, I like got really heavy into guitar and sports and stuff to kind of get into the crowds I wanted to be in and kind of shed this other older part of me. I kind of regret doing that in a lot of ways in hindsight, but it ended up into this, this point in my life where, um, I decided like I I, I was, so I play guitar. I was going to like drop out of high school, junior year. We were going to, we had a connection with my guitar teacher. We're going to go record music in high school. Long story short, um, there's like a big, like kind of church retreat thing that happened in my life that totally pivoted the direction of my life. And I was like, okay, I think, I don't, you know, I, the, I, I really kind of became aware of really the trajectory I was about to set out on, like in a couple of months and that I th- didn't want to do that. Right. Like that I was doing it for sort of the wrong reasons, like for the attention and affection of people, not like, cause I even wanted to do it really. And so I, uh, my, my watch is going off. So this retreat happens at the same time I start my relationship with my wife, decide I want to have like a family with her. I want to get married to her. I knew like in the first week I'm going to get married to her. Awesome. So um, at that time, I'm like, 
software engineer or dentist because I like screwed around all of high school. Those were my things my two parents did. My mom's a dentist. My dad's a software engineer. Oh, I was cool. like, Halo does code. So I could do software. That's awesome. <laughs> go to go to go to college for software. So at all, all in this time frame, like kind of early on in our relationship, Reach comes out, right? So I am like kind of dis. The point is like I'm disconnected really from Halo. Um, have really never at this point really been part of the community in any sort of like online capacity or anything. Because yeah. like of what I said before, my dad was kind of hesitant about all that stuff. So. I, t- I told my wife, I was like, the, I had gotten wind of the marketing somehow. And I was like, you know, there's this game coming out. I don't, I, at the time I told her, I was like, I don't really care about games, but yeah. I really like this one. Like, I re- this was the coolest one. Halo is the coolest one. I was like, eh, you might. I, I sold her on it enough for her to try out. Um, first, not maybe not first, but around that same, t- same time frame, right, we had, um, I think afterwards, anniversary, Halo C anniversary. Yeah. So, when we, when she she actually bought Reach for me as a present, like That's as awesome. a surprise, and um, at the same time we also got anniversary, so it must have been closer maybe to when anniversary came out, and we played that together. Played a ton of firefight, um, and uh, she 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 wanted to just kind of like get into things I was into and whatever, um, you know. She's not going to be embarrassed me too, but she had a huge crush on me, so she was trying to do stuff. I get I that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> so she she was uh, she anyway. She like re- was was playing a ton of Halo while I was at college and doing school stuff, and so long she she got into it. Like she uh, she saw there's a charm to the Halo universe, yeah, right? There for is. sure that um, she she caught on to, and um, not long after that, like the Halo Four marketing started up, right? So you just, you we were we got content. excited about that. Yeah. Yes, we got all we, that. We got excited about all that together. By the time Halo Two came out, I remember. I'm sorry, Halo Four. Um, we bought the limited edition console. We got all this stuff, and we uh, um, we like purposefully like went offline. In, until I finished finals of that semester uh, before we played Halo 4. Anyway, uh, that's how we how we kind of like started into it. And then she, she loved it. Like I said, Halo 4 is kind of more of a casual Halo, in my opinion, or at least it was really fun in a casual way. So that could have also helped have her kind of uh, get excited into Halo. We played a ton, ton of Halo 4 multiplayer um, together. So that's how that, is that her. That's what's that her started. favorite Halo? <sighs> You know hers? I'll have to ask her. Hmm. Uh, you like had to guess. She, she might say four, but we also had a ton of fun on five. So um, I think she'd probably say four. But um, yeah, Halo 5, we played a lot of multiplayer. Also with my brother-in-laws, we just would... It, it, I mean, so many people have this story of Halo, right? It's like, it's not even just Halo. It's like the experiences that yeah. Halo engendered, right? Like all the, the countless days worth of time spending playing friend, with friends on it. Yeah, there, there's this, Halo's a special universe. I, I think I said it previously before. Like there, there's there's lore to Halo in the real world between the way that the games were made, I, yeah. the, the way that um, community events happen, the experiences we all have. Everybody has that you know, that Halo story of when you first played Halo or you first discovered Halo or, or you know, when you played it with your spouse or you showed it to your kids. And uh, you're giving you're me hope, man, because I, I, I met my wife almost two years ago um, and she's never, I guess she had a boyfriend before me that played Halo, but all he wanted to do was throw her into online multiplayer. He didn't want to show her the campaign or anything. She didn't like it. So right. then when uh, I was into Halo, she's like, oh, geez, you know. And then uh, we played through Halo 1 in its entirety, 
and she was really good at it. It's like not it's not like she like just stared at the ceiling and spin, spin in circles. She actually could play, and uh, she played it and had a good time. But Halo One didn't really grip her like the you know it's it's a very for, for sure. 2020 it's a very basic game. I guess that's not fair, but you know what I mean. No, I, um, I understand. Yeah. So I've just started. I skipped to four with her, and we started playing four. Uh, recently, and I'm, she's definitely, you know, she hasn't become a Halo fan yet, as you could say, but she played the first level of Halo 4, and she's like, this has way more narrative than the than the entirety of Halo right. 1. <laughs> yeah. I like this a lot more. And I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is the chance. And I feel like, I feel like I've said this before, but uh, I just feel like Halo 4 really, um, I mean, it gravitates to you and me, obviously, as guys, but I feel like women, uh, Halo fans who are, are female, tend to really appreciate that one. Maybe, I don't, I'm just theorizing maybe there's because there's more emotional depth there yeah. right to that story yeah. i mean in the other one you're sort of the shell this ass kicking shell which yeah. is like cool but in a different way um i don't know i i that could be a reason why i mean i think the the relationship with cortana and chief takes on a totally different so level strong, of depth yeah. right and um the the if you can really get into like what the cortana is going through is essentially like losing her mind and there's some really cool that part where she's reflecting about like i'll never know what this feels like you know fake um there's some really cool parts the kind of more profound parts that you wouldn't really expect i think out of halo up to that point um so i i don't know maybe yeah i mean i don't know if you ever got the chance to listen to the episode with the shipleys or if you know who kirsty for blood i think she kirsty for blood is what i think she has or maybe it's kirsty for halo i've seen her on twitter yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, she shared that um, basically her, I think I think they were dating at the time too. They weren't married. Her husband was playing Halo 4 and she got home from work. And when she walked in, it was the cutscene right after Dr. Tilson was composed. And like, you know, Chief's getting up off the ground and like Cortana's just sitting there like sitting on the pedestal. And she's like, they're all gone. I could hear them scream or whatever. And I guess Kirstie said she walked in and she was like, what, what is this? What is this game? Like the, the narrative and like the emotion drew her in and then she wanted to sit down and play and then you know she's become a huge fan too so um i really appreciate four i've said this so many times it's going to be one of the most broken record things i say but i appreciate halo 4 so much as a game for the halo franchise because it brought so many new fans in so many new fans um and and some for some people it's their favorite for some people it just it brought them in It, it offered something that the prior games didn't and then maybe they ended up liking some of the bungee titles more but four was really an entry point for him, and I just think that's really special. So, yeah, uh, Halo Four, I, I like because of also that time in our life um, where it's a, if if you will, like that's like the point where we like really together kind of got into Halo. Yeah, um, will always have a special place for us. Like, so cool. um, and the the story, the 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 Forerunner trilogy, like in the books that preceded it. Um, I, like I said, I was always a campaign guy, so all of a sudden it felt like so much meat was coming down the pipe, yeah. right? Like on that front, and um, it's kind of weird idiot like description there, but I get like it though. <laughs> you, you get what I mean. Like there is there's a lot of lore goodness coming and just devouring that up and getting excited about it. Um, Halo Four will always be a special thing for us, and that's also part of the reason why I was really disappointed with Five. It's like, damn, you know, like yeah. they did Halo Four. So, so that's fun. part of the reason why I was like so hyped they were gonna nail Halo Five. Like I said, I gotta feel something was up, but we'll never maybe we'll never know. Well, what I'm excited about for for I'm sorry, I was just gonna say for Infinite, you know, they've demonstrated that they can create that emotional depth, you know, with uh in Halo Four. Yeah. Um 
the the first this this uh, Deliver Hope uh, trailer for Infinite. I don't know. It's got an emotional depth that I don't really feel in the entirety of Halo Five. Like, I 100 percent agree. That Me one and Josh trailer said that, and we're we've been afraid that people are going to think we're we're trying to drop a one liner one liner to disc three four three. That's not at all it. We love three four three, but the fact of the matter is that pilot. And his struggle and him listening to his wife talk to their kid. And I'm sure that resonates with you more than it can with me because I currently don't have a kid. And I, it's just like, holy, you know, the emotion I felt there. And then just just even the pilot saying, Chief, we lost. It's like you can feel the gravitas in his voice. And it's so much oh, more than the music. Oh, and the music. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like, uh, but yeah, but to touch on what you're saying, I mean, just watching it without first, like after like what, let's say the 20 fifth time I watched it, yeah. kind of putting my mind in like the perspective of the pilot, like what you just said. I I, I did. I kind of tried to think like, what if that was me, you know, like in there, whatever. Yeah. Um, but even just before that, uh, it just had, it was showing a level of humanity that I just f- feel like was missing from five. Um, like I said, four had it in spades, right? But like um, five didn't. And uh, I'm super excited like what that implies for the rest of the story, like the you know, Halo's always gonna have ass kicking and awesomeness. Yep. Um, but that unique spin that four gave it, I thought was was really tasteful. And yeah. holy crap, the soundtrack! We can we can talk. I, I don't want to derail what you're gonna say, but no, I know, dude. Yeah, the, the soundtrack sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds amazing. I was just gonna say that I always give, um, I always give three four three slack on the the whole like you know because I was with you. I think. I think everyone who enjoyed Halo 4 and was fans of Halo 4, they were on the same page. It's like, 4 delivered so much with that narrative. 5 is just going to be... And you saw the marketing, and you're like, man, this is just going to kill it. But, and I... I, I can, the other thing I've talked about before is um, we, as a com- Halo community, I think we forget sometimes when Halo 4 came out, and I don't know if you were online enough to notice this. I'm guessing you were. Um, people talk crap about Halo 4 a lot, not just the multiplayer. People say, Nowadays, people say, oh, good campaign, bad multiplayer. That's what they say about 4. When Halo 4 came out, people dogged the whole thing. They said the campaign was bad. They said the story was bad. It was cringe. It was this. The didact sucked, blah, 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 all this stuff. Because you had a lot of fans of just the original Bungie stuff, and they weren't ready for a change or whatnot. And that was, it was very, like, at that time, you know, People had a lot of problems with Halo 4, and if you look when Halo 5 came out, it was only three years after 4, and this, like you you and me talked about already, this studio formed while making Halo 4. I can imagine with that kind of backlash, a lot of things deviated and changed, and the story of 5, I feel like a lot of that's a reaction to to 4. Um, and I mean, obviously the multiplayer is, because the multiplayer got so much stronger and so much more competitive, um, but... Yeah, I uh, I think now they're, they've, they've been with the Halo universe for quite some time. They've seen the things that work, the things that don't. And like Josh and I have said over and over again, we just want them to make the game that they want to make. I mean, to some level, you need to appeal to fans, to some level, because that's your audience. But I want we want 343 to make the game they want to make. You know, be passionate about it, do what you guys want, and we're here to play it, you know? Yeah, it, it's it, uh, there's so many things to to juggle from their perspective being a like sort of the stewards of this franchise like honestly as you're making this um i i, I wonder I, I like i've thought about it and it'd be interesting if they do kind of like a sprint like thing and maybe we get some We're hoping whiff of this but like you know the, the change in art style i wonder if from an artistic perspective is is it is it hard to maybe have a certain vision and then have the fan base i'm sure it is like want something else yeah and you know, pivot away sort of from what you want to do 
I think you, to some extent, when you're when you're leading a franchise like a, that's so beloved like this one, you do that to some extent on different levels, and you sort of I, I think sacrifice some of that creative um, autonomy, if you will. Um, so it's true. I I, I I like, for example, I lo- really liked Halo Four, but and the soundtrack, like especially musically, I liked a lot. But how it came across in the game, I, I can't tell you. It was a huge disappointment for me. Like I didn't hear any of the themes that like had been become such a central part of what Halo was yeah. for me in the entire game, right? Which from like a developer kind of perspective um, and like a creative perspective, totally respect that and think it was cool that they did that. But as a Halo fan, uh, from that angle, I was devastated like when i i kept thinking that like the halo theme was going to come you know and yeah. i finished halo 4 i i seriously like internally just like it, it hurt it was like oh where was it like it's just so synonymous and it wasn't yeah there. i was uh there's a talk that martin o'donnell gives that i think he describes it perfectly like he had spent 10 years building up emotional equity around these themes yeah. right like when that in amber clad kind of like bass riff like do 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 like when even a hint of that shows up it just if all of those that nostalgia all those memories yeah. just come flooding back it's that adrenaline. It. yeah and uh it that got lost for me on halo 4 it just wasn't there i loved for example what halo 5 soundtrack did where it brought that in a little bit um i would have loved if something like that happened halo 5 still was like something different Again, from a musical perspective, love it. I've got like the limited edition soundtrack over there. Like, I love the the music, yeah. but how it was integrated into the game. Th- there's the second to last level, the breaking in Halo Five, which I was surprised to see after I beat it that people like mostly disliked. It seemed like they didn't really enjoy going through it. I thought it was one of my favorites, and I think it's because the trials was playing behind it. Yeah, you're like sliding into cover and beating the shit out of Prometheus. Like it was so awesome, like for yeah. for me. Like so, yeah. Anyway, it, those feelings resonated back, and I, I think if Josh was here, he would very much agree with you because we both respect each other's opinions on it, but we're we're on opposite sides. I'm somebody who, obviously, my favorite soundtracks are Marty O'Donnell stuff. Um, but I very much liked Halo 4's soundtrack. I, I just, I loved it. I think it's great. Um, Haruspis wrote an article uh, about it with, uh, and uh, I know he's a big fan of it as well. Um, great piece he wrote over there. Um, but 5 for me, even though, like you said, it did have more, um, like things you remember from the Bungie era, it resonated with you. For me, that's all it kind of was. It was kind of like they tossed those pieces in to give you those feelings. It didn't feel as original to me. So for four, it was much more original. I really, I appreciated four more, but Josh is somewhat, very much like you. Josh respects people who like four, but for him, four is kind of the low point for the music for him. And five started to give him more of those feelings again. So I totally get that, man. I was going to, I was going to say to you, feel free to comment on that more. Um, What, what, what's, what's your favorite? You, or it doesn't even have to be your favorite. Give me a line from one of the Halo games that's going to be the episode title. I've never done this before. I know I put you on the spot, but unless I've already used it as a episode title, then I'll say, you know, my, my, like my favorite, like Master Chief line is definitely where Cortana's like, what if you miss? He's like, I won't, you know, I uh, that's you so me, super badass. Do you want but me to like, make the episode title? I won't. <laughs> I will if you'd like. You're well, the guest. I, I, I got to think for, uh, uh, for the title. Cause that's a, that's a, 
people are going to see that title and be like, oh, I, yeah, I guess be. I won't. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, it could be. Yeah, you grab their attention. Uh, whew, that's a, this is a little tough. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe let my subconscious chew on that okay. for a little bit, okay, if that's okay. Yeah. We'll see what, what spits out. I just want to touch on the soundtrack because Neil, I'm, I hope I'm saying his name right, Neil Davidge. Yeah, uh, that's why I didn't say his name because I didn't want to say his last yeah. name wrong. I'm with you. And Kazuma did killer on Halo 4 and Kazuma on Halo 5. Like, really, don't get me wrong. I loved the music. It was just, I was waiting. I mean, it was it was honestly creatively fitting. I'm not going to say, like, Halo 4 was doing different things on a narrative, you know, emotional level like we just discussed. Uh it was probably not appropriate to use like the themes that evoke badassery when mm. Cortana is falling apart, right? Like, you know That's what I mean? Point. Like, uh, like Haruspis, Haruspis is awesome. Uh, a plus, that guy. Yeah. He, uh, everything he writes is so cool. Um, but um, we call he him the did, Bob I, Ross of Halo here at Sacred Icon. <laughs> he did a breakdown, and I've read a lot of his breakdowns. I, I think I, I, I want to say I read that at one point, but. There's so many things in my brain that I, I I forget things a lot, so I don't remember the details. But I'm sure, I'm sure he touched on the fact that the the soundtrack sort of complemented what was happening yeah. in the game well, and I do think that happened. I just like, you know, what go into a Halo game, and that's the big part of it for me. That that the, those the encoding that emotional equity that's been built up is specifically through the soundtrack for me. So it was a bummer from that perspective, but I still. Uh, like Arrival, I think is the name of the track that you play um, when you're in the broadsword, when you're at the end, you know, going to to um, Didact. And that's a badass song. Yeah. And it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of excitement. 117 by Kazuma is just fantastic. Or you're going through with the broadsword. And actually, 117, it's funny. There's like the first part, I'm, I'm like pointing into the camera. <laughs> uh, 117, a part of it was, would play, the, it, when Halo 4 launched, there was like this like 7-Eleven capture the flag app. Mm. Like you got this app and you could like go to a 7-Eleven and click on it and you got like XP or something okay. that you could use in game. I can't remember uh, for your unlocks. But 117 would play in the background of that app, like a, a chunk of 117. So anyway, 117, I love that that track. Um, the Really, I kind of think it's more like 343's Halo theme, 117. It's yeah. The no, one that Kazuma did. Great piece, yeah. And that's why I thought Trials was so badass in Halo 5, because it was meddling 117 and like that Halo theme, the original Halo theme together. Anyway, um so that's all. That's what I want to say. I, I still really, really super enjoyed. For example, there's a part in Halo Four where you crash land, and then you walk. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You walk through this tunnel, yeah. and then it opens up to that vista. You of do the, that expanse kind of sound. Right? Yeah. And there's a there's a piece that starts right there. Oh, excellent! Nailed like it. it's done so phenomenal. Like I got goosebumps playing that part, yeah. that especially the first time. So. It was still done really well. It was just like I like I said, emotional equity with those old themes. It's actually really interesting. You know that there's a GDC game developer conference talk uh, a 343 technical artist gives about that particular moment in Halo 4 to be able to, you know, that's a big vista rendering in the background. Halo 4 had crazy good graphics for the time on the 360, right? Yeah. So they do this trick where there's actually like a thin like if you will, wall that is emitting super bright light 
And as the player moves through the space, they actually, it's called coal, but they like stop rendering what's behind you and they start rendering what's on the other side. So that basically by the time you go through there, it's it's rendered and ready for you to look yeah. at. So, and then they have the trigger for, I always like wonder how they did it because like I would try just walking up the tunnel or I would sprint through and the music still every time is good. So, yeah. uh, anyway. It's crazy like, the stuff they got to do to make, it's, it's, it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, game now like on the other perspective like on the other side making a game uh getting into like sort of human attention and the tricks really that as i mean as a game developer you're sort of just manipulating a person's brain into having an experience yeah, right like that's true. fundamentally so under like the tricks around that and um how along with like the technical limitations like especially in the the these kinds of games the developers are pushing the hardware to the limits the things they have to do like along these lines of this like render render card i can't know there's a word that he calls it but um this the, car this card that's emitting light so yeah. that you can render the thing on the background all these tricks didn't the really 360 cool. have a half gig of ram it didn't I think it's 512 mb i think yeah i, think I can't five. remember exactly but yeah and halo 4 so i i think and this is not an. I think Halo Five is beautiful. I think Halo Four looks graphically superior on MCC to Five. So I just, I thought uh, the rel like the relatively the level that Halo Four released at compared to Halo Five was superior. Yeah, in my for opinion. sure. There are some parts in the campaign, like especially when you get to St. Helios, where you get get close to stuff, and you're like, "Damn, this yeah, looks good." It's very good, very good. Dude. But um, yeah. Also, Halo Five had something. Also, I like. I feel like the first third of Halo Five. The color palette was really gray. A lot of grays. Outside of Kamchatka, whatever, the first level. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of that first level, which had a lot of blues, you know, you go to Meridian, you go to the Osiris thing. It's very gray, very dark, which is also not what I think of when I think Halo. I think beautiful, you know? Yeah, that's Uh, true. So that was, I think, uh, I, I remember the first night we stayed up playing it on Heroic and we got through that first chunk where you, we got through the Meridian arc and, uh, I was thinking like, man, I hope things change up, you know, like, um, also from the appearance, I was like, this this game's kind of dreary looking so far. Uh, understand it was cool. We went to a glass planet, but still, you know, and anyway, we, it got better. We got Genesis, we got St. Helios. Um, I like that battle for Sunion level too. And it's on St. Helios. I'm telling you those St. Helios levels, I love them. And there's this one part where from a soundtrack perspective, you're, fighting i can't remember but there's like this palm muted acoustic guitar like kind of happening in the background oh that's badass like that was a good touch. <laughs> uh i was like is that a guitar like, that is cool anyway so yeah man I, I don't know what the original question was but <laughs> yeah dude no it's cool man um i just can you it feels good that we're in the year of of infinite isn't it i mean it's been a long time i i, I know i love halo wars too i, I i'm very glad that they put that out in 2017 because it make it made it helped getting to infinite but it's going to just feel so good to have that in our hands now i think as a as a final kind of a final topic i would i was going to ask you do you think with infinite they're going to very much like give us just traditional halo campaign or do you think we're going to start seeing some like open world elements some side quest type stuff what do you what do you think i think there's reason to believe i don't know if in the campaign but that halo is going to have some kind of open more open kind of implementation to it outside of the listings that you can see like in uh uh, various youtubers have made listings about it like there's job postings at 343 they're talking about like live services rpg elements stuff like that um 
I, I want, I'm pretty confident his name is Jerry Hook. He, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to find out what he is right now because I, I think it's seriously important. He is, I think, I want to say he is the lead gameplay director right now at 343. Okay. And previously he was working at Bungie for Destiny, uh, doing head of design. He's head of design at 343, um, Xbox Live founding veteran. Uh, you can find him at Hook's Court on twitter just so you know anyway he had a really awesome podcast um i think it's called live ops it's basically various people i'm finding all this stuff for you if you see me on uh, on the video i'm I'm on my phone that's what i'm looking (laughs) at uh live ops is a series that in which various members from microsoft game studios go on this podcast and we'll talk about different realities of you know, making these games, Minecraft, right? You have Sea of Thieves, Rare, and all stuff. And Jerry goes on the show um, for 343, and he talks pretty extensively about the the challenges of implementing a live service game. Um, it, I don't know, the things he's talking about scream like to me, uh, and he definitely touches on his time at Bungie and their challenges uh, involve in implementing Destiny. Yeah, here, 343 Industries, Jerry Hook. The name of the podcast is The Art of Live Ops for those who are interested. Um, I don't know. It really smells like they're gearing up for something that has frequent updates, is an ongoingly like fed world kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Um, I know a lot of people say like they don't think Halo's doing a Destiny kind of thing, but at the same time, I really wouldn't be surprised if it did. Like, hmm. not necessarily how Destiny is implemented exactly, but um, with the public events and everything. Like, what if Warzone was just something that you drove to every now and then, right? Like, what if you were driving around the world exploring, getting like different things? Halo screams like of exploring, right? Like yeah. CE, if we're talking about CE. CE was like. Uh, you'd wanted like there's all these and, and you could actually go there if you could figure it out right like you saw that mountain you could get there yeah. like uh, right like they they showed you know 343 has teased this um i think it was for outpost discovery this little like flying vehicle okay. i'm thinking like what if you got that flying vehicle all the time and you fly around this halo ring you fly around the whole halo ring you can explore the whole thing you can find things for level ups i think there's a lot of halo players who would enjoy that element too? Like my wife was has been telling me her favorite game is Minecraft, and she was saying, "Oh man, if this Halo's open world, like I'll love it. Like I to go explore it, check it out." I'm thinking your wife, maybe who maybe doesn't necessarily like like she was saying, didn't have a good experience on the multiplayer. That's a totally different thing, right? Halo itself is like six different games. Yeah, really. that's true. And so like having this kind of ongoing exploring world, and what if as you were going, there's like you know, there's different part parts where there's bases and stuff and uh, maybe Covenant are dropping and you can just like dynamically jump into a Warzone game, for example. Bosses I mean, yeah. show up. That, you yeah, got, you know, there, there's always there's always that little part of me that's like, I want a traditional Halo campaign like I've always had, but there's the other part of me that's old enough and has been around games long enough to go, wait and see, play it, because it could be the coolest thing ever. So, um I'm not sure if you've... Did you try Destiny 2 by chance? Yeah, I played I played Destiny 2 probably like a solid... I played it hardcore for a month when it came out. That was about it. Okay. So you... you, you I'm assuming you beat the campaign yeah, of it? Yep, yep. I think like an implementation more or less like that in the sense of a space, like not necessarily worlds and hubs and like not necessarily those implementational details, but generally the fact that you have... You're on the ring, and there's sort of maybe places to go to unlock the next campaign level. But it sort keeps of going thing. as well. 
Yeah, and there's a, some amount of like dynamic, um, like instead of jumping into a firefight queue, there's like covenant invasions that happen periodically on the yeah. ring, scouting missions that you can drive to and participate in, for example. Uh, while at the same time, when you're ready to progress to the next part of the campaign, you drive there and you un you unlock the linear Halo level, yeah. if that makes sense. That I makes don't know. Sense. I think, I, I'm not sure how they're going to go about implementing that. I do think, and I don't know if they would, would do this Destiny thing. Maybe it is like, here's the campaign. And maybe it's just like when you beat the campaign, you get access to the rest of the ring or something. Um, that's another way they could potentially do it. But um, I think all that being said, I would lean towards your direction. I think I would generally prefer if it was a linear, like here's the levels, and yeah. you play them. Um, just so that they don't have to add that design dynamic of yeah. spending time to try and make that interesting. Cause I, I think there's some challenges there. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm very open-minded to stuff. You know, I used to be, I used to be this, this, you know, when I was younger, I'd be this kind of gamer that would like wait for these games to come out. And I had all of it down in my head, what I wanted it to be. And then I got to this point, you know, where you get disappointed, where you get these expectations built up that you can't be met. And I'm at the point now where it's like, you know, we have, you know, a slew of Halo games already, games I love that I, replay over and over and over again i haven't had infinite my whole life and i still don't have infinite when it comes out if it's really something i don't like it doesn't harm the rest of the games i have already you know and chances are this far along no matter how many disappointments i may have had i like all the halo games so i'm probably gonna love infinite you know so it's just it's just more it can't take away it's just gonna give us more so um same same page i've loved every halo game for some reason, like, yeah, I did not at all like Halo Reach's multiplayer, but I thought the campaign was a great time. Yeah. So, like, for example, there's always something, there's at always least something, for me, that has know? been. And when you're a fan been. of the series, you look for that stuff. You want it, you know, you want to have. No, that's true. Like. I mean, they'll have to really do something bad to find for me not to like anything about Infinite. So, yeah. I hear you, man. Well, Anthony, dude, it's been amazing talking to you. Uh, you're very insightful guy. A lot of very knowledgeable. Um, I was, it was kind of nice to, uh, I think you're the first guest I've had. I say this respectfully. First guest I've had, I think you may have got more words in than me, which makes it easy <laughs> for me. No, it makes it easy for me to do my job, you know, and I'm here all the time. So people, when they, when they see this, uh, featuring Anthony Nicolosi from KO Qual Entertainment, they're really going to get a lot of this guy. And I really enjoy listening to you, man. Um, did you think of an episode title? If you didn't, I can come yeah. up with one. Subconscious is not helping me out right now. I mean... We, we've got, uh, I, I, I literally just popped in my brain as like negative infinity. I don't like it, but that's probably not another, another not good one <laughs> for a podcast. People will think uh, of the Halo 5 centered episodes probably would have happened. Well, well, let's see. Chief on infinite says, no, we need to fight. I already used that one. I knew oh, you were going to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the other one that he says? No, cause, um, you could say it's unclear where here is. That's what Brohammer says, yeah. and we don't really know either. We don't really know where we're at. But you, I, I think I'm going to leave this one to you. You know, you, you guys do a good job. So think of a really. Give me you. Hope, want, how about this? Give me a film. game. What's that? Give me, give me a game, a Halo game. You can even pick Infinite if you want. I'll try to find something from it. Maybe have you used? I think we're just getting started. I did episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something from Infinite? Is that what you said? Uh, it's any game you want. You pick a Halo game. I'll come up with it. I'll come up with a title from it. I'll try to pick a good one. Three. Three? Okay. All right. 
I'll do it. I'll make it happen. We'll see. I'm gonna try to get this posted tonight. So, uh, okay. do you wanna do you wanna plug your stuff again, real quick, Anthony? Before uh, just, yeah, I guess just last thing. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Bram Owala or Twitter, Instagram. It's Bram B R A M Owala, like a koala. <laughs> uh, and our studio is at ko koala underscore ent on Twitter, Instagram. Like I said, I really highly recommend if you like gaming at all. Follow our Instagram if for nothing else for the giveaways. We do one every Friday, and they're they're I think they're really good. We give away Astro headsets. We give away hundred dollar gift cards. So anyway, that sounds dope, there. dude. Yeah, yeah I've seen, no, I've seen giveaways weird. that are more like you know here's a trial card for a, you know Xbox Live or a Spotify membership. So the other guys at the studio are like, uh, I think like a thirty five dollar gift card's cool. I'm like, no way, three times that, baby. Like. We- <laughs> It's the halo in me, you know. I can't, it's the the f- fantastic and awesomeness of it. Yeah, You're better I mean, and more badass. That's right. So, uh, yeah, uh, our website, kaokoalaentertainment.com, has links to everything, including our podcast, which is Quality Time. Um, so I would just check – I would recommend going to the website, kaokoalaentertainment.com, and following us from there. Discord. We're, we have huge plans for the Discord. It's going to be really exciting. Um, but anyway, that's that. Uh, my wife, if you want to follow her, she every now and then tweets or retweets something. She's Bramanosi, so B-R-A-M-A-N-O-S-I. So anyway, she, another big Halo fan. Is uh, does Skyler, right? Does he have his own? Uh, yeah, Skyler's such a bum. I told him he needs to consolidate his handles because they're all different. Oh, yeah. uh, he has one. Um, I, I would say his Instagram is probably the main one to follow. It's at Dr. Chinchilla. 517. So, <laughs> Dr. Chichilla, uh, 517. He posts actually some pretty cool pictures of like stuff he uh, takes, whatever. But like, yeah, you can, I'm, I'm telling you, we're really extremely active on Instagram right now. It will expand to like Twitter and stuff. Um, right now, obviously, we have significant extrinsic rewards going on Instagram that I think are enticing people to follow us. And we'll be spreading that out to like yeah. Twitter and stuff. But I need to get on the anyway. Instagram game. I've got my Twitter game down. I have an Instagram, but I, I literally don't check it once even a month. <laughs> No, you know, it's uh, Twitter for us as a studio has been a little hard because like when you're small, like I I think it's great for you guys. You guys were really smart about um, figuring out a way to get every there. Like you said on the last podcast with Grunt, there's people on Twitter, a lot of Halo people on Twitter. And so you guys created this place to go, right, and talk about stuff. So um, unfortunately, since we're not just straight up halo it would be easier for me on twitter if i was just talking halo right. yeah <laughs> but uh anyway we'll give people reasons like i said uh we'll probably do these kind of giveaways where like if you follow us on the different platforms you have more chance of winning things so um anyway we'll we'll give everybody the chance to win good stuff here soon but uh yeah we uh come come check us and if you do follow us please give us feedback on anything and everything uh we we take it to heart and we really appreciate it uh even if it's negative so Sounds great, man. Yeah, you're definitely going to be, uh, I'm definitely going to be throwing you guys, your guys' name around for sure. And I'll be tagging all your stuff in this episode so we can find you. Uh, <laughs> I told Josh the other day, I was, it was, I was at work, I got to listen to your episode. I'm like, dude, you know those like KO Koala dudes? Like, you know, it's just kind of cool to say like, KO Koala dudes. I was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember them. I'm like, they got a podcast, man, and it's really good. You know me, I don't listen to many. I'm like, uh, you know, it's like I listen to my own podcast plus two others. It's, I'm that kind of guy. So then I listen no. to your guys and I'm like, I was like, Josh, you know, when you get some downtime, you know, you need something to listen to. You should listen to these guys. So very good. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Uh, so for me, you guys, I'm at, as always, I'm at Brian's Bane. Josh is at Jovial Joshy, and you can follow us on uh, at Sacred Icon Halo. And uh, we're just uh, always 
talking about Halo content and um, trying to get some cool guests on here. I, I cannot believe how well I've done with guests because I feel like I know this is I, you know, maybe I'm a little uh, full of myself when I say this, but I think every guest we've had on here has been very awesome to talk to, very interesting, and for the most part. I don't really know any of you guys, and I'm really I'm getting to know you better now than I have. I've talked to you, of course, over Discord and stuff like that. But uh, very cool to get to know you, Anthony, and uh, it'd be cool to have you back sometime. So, oh, I would love to jump. You let me know anytime. I'll talk Halo way too long with anybody. <laughs> well, anytime. dude, I know what we need to do, and I don't know when you're going to be able to do this because I know you're a very busy, dude. Um, but if I don't know if you've ever at least seen when you're scrolling through, every now and then we do a retrospective over a game. Or like, so we did MCC and we did Halo 5. Each one was a five-hour podcast. Yeah, I saw that. That was uh, a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So if we ever do like a Halo 4 retrospective, you know, and I give you like a month's notice or I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah, with you Anthony know. on there and we're talking for four or five hours about everything Halo 4, so. I mean, maybe we could even, if we did Halo 4, we could get my wife on. I, she would definitely cool, have dude. some thoughts. Yeah, for sure. That'd uh, be really cool. I mean, even with one that long, you know, if, you know, she can come in and come out if she needs to. Um, but, uh, cause we kind of, with those retrospectives, we kind of just talk about, we'll start back at like the Halo 4's announcement and then this detail, this detail, build all the way up to it and kind of where, where it went. So, but yeah, anyways, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Anthony, thank you so much for being here and, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace guys. Keep it sacred. I still love you.